0: So what's up, guys? Welcome to the Wedding Pros podcast. My name is Jared, and today we have a very special guest. We're in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I'm here with Jason McCutcheon and Mrs. Natalie Denice of In Good Company PR. And I'm just going to read her little intro because it's uh, lengthy and good. (laughs) Uh, Natalie is the owner of In Good Company PR, a boutique PR and marketing firm specializing in the wedding events and hospitality world. Natalie's clients have appeared in the New York Times, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, Martha Stewart, Weddings, Vogue, and more. And today, we are going to be talking about why marketing and PR is no longer a luxury. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie.
1: Thank you both so much. Yeah. It's such a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's awesome uh, coming to your neck of the woods today and and braving the traffic, but we, we get to have good coffee, so we can't. Complain coming Can't into complain. Yeah, you treat us well every time we come in. So, um, and and Natalie does a lot of our PR, and the more we talk about you know, our business, the more we're like, you know, Natalie, we should have you on the podcast because you're just a really smart person, and I think a lot of people don't really know what the heck PR is. Um, you know, when you first started doing PR work, we knew you beforehand, and we were like, okay, that's cool. Like, what is that? And I feel like whenever I talk to people about you know, oh, yeah, Natalie, she does wedding PR. People are like, what in the world? Like, what is that? Like, I have no idea. So I think um, it's important that we, you know, it's important discussion to have and, yeah. and hopefully pretty insightful. Yeah.
2: So, 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 Natalie, why don't you kind of just introduce yourself, tell us a little yep. bit about what you do for people, and then yeah. I guess a good question I have is, <clears throat> how did you get in, decide wedding PR? Because yeah. that's interesting to me.
1: Well, to put it... Uh, pretty gracefully a lot of people don't know what wedding PR is Um, ask anybody in my family they have no idea what I do (laughs) Um, but you know my background is in agency PR I spent A number of years at a mid-sized firm in Boston, um, doing enterprise PR, technology PR. I actually worked with a lot of cybersecurity companies, Fortune 500 companies.
2: So like when they would like fail and like everyone would steal everyone's...
1: A lot of crisis management was involved. Um,
0: You prevented a lot of people from going to jail.
1: Yeah, a a (laughs) lot of um, identity theft and data analytics, um, which was super sexy, but not something that I was deeply passionate about and so all the while I was working for a mid uh, a high-end firm in the north shore um, a wedding planning firm who's now one of our clients and I really learned how much energy and how much talent there was in this industry Um, so many creative brands were spending so much manpower and energy in creating these productions, but didn't know how to market themselves. And short of spending fifteen thousand dollars on a PR agency, which was simply not feasible, they didn't know where to turn, and there was no real rubric to marketing. And so I said to myself, "There's got to be, there's got to be a bridge here." Um, you know, from my PR and marketing background to the application of the wedding celebrations hospitality industry there was a gap and I wanted to fill it and it's still a gap that's there today um, and we're trying to fill it through our firm and some of the other things that we have going on but we have been really, really blessed to have some really great clients who understand our role um, and appreciate the work that we do but also they're seeing profit. They're seeing incredible results from what we're trying to do with them which makes all the difference.
2: Yeah.
0: And and if if, if you look at kind of what Nat the, the clients that you have i mean it, natalie works with some of the best photographers event planners like the the best vendors out there natalie is working with them like scary. high ultra ultra luxury kind of world and not so,
2: it's not it's not regional it's probably yeah. across the country yeah, the, oh yeah
1: the vast majority of the projects and clients that we take on are actually Outside of Boston. Yeah. Not to say that there's not talent here in New England, um, but the most, most of our clients come from New York, San Francisco. We have clients in Italy and Amsterdam. Um, by the nature of PR, everything is online. Yeah. Um, marketing is all virtual. And there are some clients that I've never met in person, and I've worked with them for a year. And that is really exciting because we have the opportunity to become kind of like an in-house marketing person because we're very involved in everything that they do, but they don't feel like they have to kind of um, micromanage us like we were in the office with them. Um, So that's really, really nice.
2: So if you didn't about our business, we also, we run a marketing firm, not, I wouldn't call us a PR firm, but I would say just as a person who, you know, I kind of know how to market a business and Um, I just, I have the utmost respect for what you do because you're just coming at it from such a unique angle, you know? And, and I think when I, when I'm experiencing the idea of um, marketing and PR and hearing the way most wedding professionals talk about it, like, why do you think it is that most people have such a, like a crappy opinion of marketing? Like, I, I, I would say the average person, the average wedding professional and the wedding creatives especially, think it's a ripoff. Now, I heard a person bragging the other day saying, all my leads are from, from referrals. And I was like, it doesn't really match into my leads matrix. Like, I would be terrified if all my leads were referrals because then it can just dry up. Yeah. Why do you think people have such like, a negative opinion?
1: You know, I think it's a double-edged sword because marketing for so long has been equated with sales and with um, sort of that sleazy, overt sort of pitch that you're making to every couple or every vendor. Um, And I think that marketing in a more modern perspective should be looked at in the way of brand Mm. um, and influence rather than sales. And I think that that's, like you said, um, and thank you so much, our perspective on PR and marketing is not linear, it's comprehensive, it's mm. holistic, because we want to make sure that whether it's a client, a vendor, an editor, a networking partner, um, a client of a client, they're seeing you at your best side no matter what angle they're viewing you at, whether it's on Well, and it, it's media. everything. Yeah, exactly. Like,
2: when we started Stop, Go, Love, you know, we, we were like, well, what do we want this brand to do? How do we want it to function? Like, and I think, like, well, do I want them to call and say, J- when is Jared coming to my wedding? I don't want that. I want to build teams. OK, we've got to create a name. Who's our audience? Mostly women. Has to be cute. Um, <clears throat> like, um, the, the logo has to be. Like, we went to a wedding show. Our first wedding, we made two giant f- banners huge TVs, like, and we had, because we have never been to a wedding show in our life. Yeah. I didn't know what they were like. I, I'm thinking like a marketer. I'm going to go there, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to show out. And I'm like, so I get there, and we just looked so much better than every booth. And the first wedding we ever booked was a, probably a $7,000 package at Castle Hill in Newport, Rhode Island. And I 'm like, "Awesome, this is what it's going to be from now on. It, now you that's not every wedding, and it, but it was a beautiful wedding. it was an amazing wedding. We actually got featured on Style Me Pretty from our first wedding. Um, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, it's the brand like it's the brand. The work matters, but the brand matters just as much and that was always my belief, but I've confirmed it time and time and time and time again. And, like, when I see people and I'm, like, they're, like, oh, I'm not getting as many leads. And I look at their logo and I look at the font. Like, video guys, please spend 10 minutes researching what fonts are cool nowadays. Like, it literally matters. Yeah. That much. Every single interaction a person has think, with your brand.
1: You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the clients that may contact us will come from a place that they feel like PR is exactly what they need. And I actually find it very fulfilling when I'm able to say to somebody, we are not a fit for you right now because what you need is someone that can reinvigorate or help you. Realize what your identity is, and that's a branding partner. And we yes. really do have so many great relationships with people that do website design and graphic design and branding identity. And my goal in those conversations is let me get you set up with someone who I trust inherently, who understands what you're trying to achieve. And in a year, come back to me because then we can have the strongest foundation to really make an impact. When we're reaching out to editors, when we're reaching out to um, industry partners, when we're pulling together interactive events, whether we're doing a brand partnership, whether we're doing social media for you or content development, all those things will only be um, profit drivers if they are built on a strong foundation of a brand.
2: Well, and it's branding is simply storytelling. And I think it's really interesting that people want to tell stories, right, with Mm -hmm. their weddings. They're like, oh, behind the camera, I'm telling a story. And it's like, well, the story I'm getting from your font, from your broken website, from your goofy text that you put attached to your posts, seems like... Unintentional. It's a bad story. It doesn't match yeah. the optics. Yeah. It's
1: also through and through. I mean, when we work with clients, we also want to say this is not just your website, your brand logo, your social media palettes. Um, it also goes through to if you have a lookbook. It goes through to your email communication with clients. It's your proposals. It's all of those small pieces that really do, particularly for the clients that we work with should be looked at in a more holistic sense as a as a real full comprehensive identity rather than a piecemeal sort of it's a
2: whole and and like you can't tell them eight different stories. You can't confuse people. Like people need to know like and there's no right story but it needs to be cohesive. Like it's like you can thought about I think that's really what it is that I've learned like from branding. So let's assume Everyone here's branding is awesome. Everyone who's listening to this, great job. Your branding is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, what's the biggest difference between PR and marketing? Are they different or yeah. are they kind of like the same thing?
1: Yeah, they're very different. So um, to give you kind of background, we work with clients basically at two transitional stages of their business. We work with clients that are industry veterans, have been in the industry, um, Changing the way that things are being done or have a really fresh, unique perspective and are looking for a way to reinvigorate themselves or reach a new market. We also work with clients who may be newer to the industry and really want to make a splash what are and we? have something... I think you both are industry leaders. Um, I think that you haven't been in the industry for 20 years, but it doesn't mean that you don't have the makings of someone who has. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we come across these clients at different transitional stages, and sometimes people have a thought about what they need. Again, they say, I want to be in every magazine, or I want to have a Kick ass social media program, but I have no idea what to do. So, PR and marketing are two very different things. PR is organic brand awareness achieved typically through media relations, and media relations means editorial relationships with writers, freelancers, staffers who are writing organic earned media.
2: It's like someone giving you, it giving you like that kind of favor and putting you in front of other people. It's almost like its
1: influence and brand authority. So when Mm -hmm. you get quoted in an article or when you have a feature that showcases thought leadership, that's a piece of earned media that you earned. You didn't pay a dime for it. You told your story and you offered value to their readers on something. So that is what we do at the core of every single one of our client programs. Um, On the outskirts of that, because we do kind of take on the role of a pseudo-CMO for a lot of our clients, we do... Explain the... Yeah. So pseudo-CMO really means, like, we are their in-house marketing lead. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the creative brands that we work with, they don't have a marketing person. And if they do, it's, it's maybe a junior associate who is... You know, managing their social media or they're writing on the blog, but they really don't, they're not doing a ton of proactive pitching on their behalf. So what we do is we come in and we say, we'll do all media relations and we'll also help you facilitate and navigate all these other viable marketing channels. And so marketing is advertisements it's seo it's understanding google analytics it's your social media marketing it's your content development it's events and it's brand partnerships it's all of those other sort of um other sort of channels channels around your identity
2: so just if i could throw my marketing hat in the ring a little essentially What we do for companies when we're not doing weddings, when I'm doing consulting for companies, it's always about omni-channel, creating omni-channel marketing opportunities, um, evaluating return on investment, um, engaging customers, and ultimately storytelling your brand. And part of that is PR. So, So I would say if you have a negative opinion about marketing, I would tell you, look at everyone who's successful. They all do marketing. And so it's just not in fact yeah. based.
1: Yeah, and it's it's changing the stigma around marketing I think and for the for the world of weddings, hospitality, events what you all do is so personally driven. It's so emotionally driven. Well, and the client
2: is personal too. It's absolutely. not like you're you're kind of selling to a market, but you're really selling to one person at a time. And so it's like it's a little unique.
1: Absolutely. Because
2: every event is even though there's similarities, they're different and budgets are different. It's not like you're like, I'm gonna go buy a car and here's the ten cars. It's,
1: it's not an impersonal experience. What you want to do with your marketing, regardless of what channel you're actually focusing your your efforts on, what you want to be able to do is convey a narrative and showcase the experience combined with your unique approach. Hmm. And there are so many ways of doing that. I mean, a lot of times people ask me, Natalie, if you were to give people one piece of advice or one common challenge that you find with clients what is it and my answer would be if you don't have a marketing plan at the beginning of the year at the end of the year halfway through the year create one because you need a blueprint to success to actually be able to qualify your efforts and to see what's working Put your eggs in that basket and step away from the channels that aren't bringing you that revenue. And I would
2: even say one of the things about marketing that will help you the most is to change the way you think about yourself and your business and that it's not something for just, you know, uh, some $40,000 celebrity photographer. It's for everyone. And actually the tool, like whether it be just... You know, emailing client tools or SEO tools or publishing tools—all the things that help you stay sane and be able to set a schedule and do things in the off season—they're accessible to everyone. Course, yeah. They're not way Like maybe you're not at the place where you need a full-time PR person, but but everyone can, I think, function within the world of marketing and PR. So mm-hmm. so I, what, I
0: think I think all this stuff. I, I mean, a lot of times for most creatives, I mean, they're not there like in the summertime like they're like busy it, it all this stuff kind of falls to the wayside because they're just trying to get the work done same right? for us on some level it totally totally so it's it's like you know and when people think about marketing they just think about like okay i'm on instagram you know that that's their pr plan is just and and not even thinking about like we're on the channels we're on facebook groups and when people talk about marketing it's you know how many leads do you get from you know uh, referrals and and how much is on wedding wire people don't even think about all the different ways like it, like getting into boston magazine like hiring someone like yourself to to do some publishing kind of yeah. stuff it's it's very one dimensional and even that stuff i mean sometimes i mean we have a hard time even keeping up with the channels as well i mean so, i think that's a good point so,
2: like the i think with marketing because your real point was get a plan and your plan doesn't have to include every single no, and it, thing. No, it shouldn't. Exactly. It
1: shouldn't. It's just like
2: it has to be something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And it needs to be um, what I've found is the industry leaders that we work with that are the most successful regardless of whether they're working with us on a short-term project or whether they're working with us for two or three years at a time, the people that succeed and s- Drive in this business rather than just survive are the people that relentlessly follow, follow a marketing plan. Mm-hmm. And that marketing plan has been developed for them, whether it's by someone like us or whether it's internally. Marketing plan has been de- designed with intention. These are the areas These that we're are going to be goals. really These focused on. These are my ke- key
2: performance indicators that I'm going to actually evaluate yep. every year. Yep. How am I doing?
1: And I love what you both said. Marketing is accessible marketing yeah. costs zero dollars yeah. in a lot of cases. You know, if, if you're not doing sponsored ads or, or um, you know, brand promotions where you're, it's a paid, paid for play kind of opportunity. But sweat equity, yes. Cash, no. So I want to encourage, and this is part of my bigger goal. When I started the business five years ago, my goal was to serve this community and encourage people that they can become better marketers on their own, yep. regardless of whether they're working with us. Um, so, you know, a few of the ways that I foresee brands kind of being able to do a little bit of PR and marketing on their own, is that something you guys want to talk about? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, from a media relations standpoint, I would say that if you can start reading magazines, start reading blogs, start listening to podcasts and going on YouTube, following some channels that you really love, selecting two or three places that you would ideally love to see your brand name or your sort of insights be featured in. And following the editors that are a part of that staff, um, reach out to them and say, what are you working on? And by YouTubers,
2: by the way, you don't just mean like random guy who has his own YouTube
1: channel. No, I mean you know someone that that carries a little bit of weight and that you feel like their message resonates with you and also your ideal client. Not like,
2: I think what most people do is they only pay attention to people who do exactly what they do. But what, and this is the thing, this is the biggest tip I would give people because this is how we run our business. Until recently, we didn't know any videographers. You know what I know a lot of? Wedding planners, venue people, and photographers. Yeah. That's what we spent, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with getting following and paying attention yeah. to people who are like you, but you're really looking for partners. Yep. That's what you're looking for when you're trying to pay attention. And what really Natalie's talking about is like looking for whether it be magazines, YouTube channels, channels that are complementary to your brand that you think you would like to partner with.
1: Yeah, and, you know, starting the conversation with an editor who you've loved his or her past five articles, reach out to them and just say, listen, I love your insight on this. It was brilliantly written. I love the conversation. These are the areas that I really excel in and my expertise is in destination wedding planning, particularly in, you know, Southeast Asia, or um, I've been a film photographer for a number of years. If you're ever looking for a source to kind of talk about, um, you know, this subject, keep me in mind. And just having that kind of conversation with editors and opening that door is offering them a place to go um, and it's the First, starting essence of being your own sort of publicist from yes. a media relations well point. and
2: it's the same everyone needs to keep in mind in marketing a customer needs on average they say 10 interactions with the brand before they will engage with that brand and so when you reach out to people don't expect them to pay attention to you don't be annoying but also understanding like it's, you're not failing if they're like that's okay But you got to just, next time your name comes up, they'll be like, oh, I know that guy.
1: Yep. Yeah, and and being able to continue that conversation, you know, over the next few months, maybe you ping them again and you say, oh, I love this article. It got me thinking about this other angle that's kind of relevant in our industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, here are some things that I'm working on right now that might excite you. Feel free to tap into me anytime. Or if you're looking for someone else let me use my Rolodex of connections to help you get connected with that kind of source. You know, that's a real, everything that we do in our business and what I try to teach our clients as well is any opportunity, whether it's media, whether it's a vendor partnership, come at it from a value add perspective, be valuable to that person because that will pay off dividends for your business. And, and, be generous. Be generous with your time, your insights. And even if you're not the perfect fit for that particular moment, um, being generous with your words, your advice, your insight, your connections will pay off in the end.
2: Well, and this is why, <laughs> you know, it's funny to me, is like well, style shoots are a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I oftentimes I'm like, People like, oh, style shoots are dumb. Don't do them, and and also like style shoots are the best. Do them all the time, and I'm like, do the right one. Work with people. Like this is all about intentionality, right? So when we get called to do a style shoot at the Ritz Carlton, I'm gonna do a style shoot at the Ritz Carlton. But we don't do all the style shoots. Like we work on the relationships that we think there's potential to build. It doesn't mean, by the way, that if you're not the Ritz Carlton, we think any less of you. It's just what we can't, we don't have time to do everything. So we, but I could like, it has paid huge dividends for us, all the partners. And I would say like, we're just, that's one of our key values is being generous and being genuine. And it's, probably more important to our business than our work right
0: yeah yeah i mean i, I think it's um it, you were talking about it a little bit before but i think we kind of created a uh, an approach without even really thinking about it like you say like oh yeah put together a plan at the beginning of the year we just did something that was really natural to us but which was just like make friends and have fun, and along the way, shoot really cool stuff, work on our craft kind of stuff. And that was our approach, and we developed all these relationships out of it. We are like, oh, yeah. And I I think it goes back to your point, Now We always picked
2: our spots, and I think that's a critical thing is, like, we we would always be like, Because "Ah, we were like, ah,
0: I don't want to work this lame event that we didn't like, you know? Yeah, we were like,
2: I want to work with this person. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should be more intentional than that. <laughs> don't, don't get we'll me wrong. We'll work on your
1: marketing. Plan. Well, the bottom well, line is like <laughs> when we
0: talked about it, we we're like, well, this makes sense because it's it's what's comfortable to us and exactly. it's a good business. It should <laughs> feel
1: a marketing plan doesn't need to be a lengthy, static document. Your marketing plan should feel like a natural extension mm-hmm. of what you you and your team do, and and your marketing plan could look very much um, like a. Uh, like what you may give to a client, you know, Mm -hmm. more of a timeline, you know, in the first few months of this year, we want to be focused on um, building a content calendar um, Mm -hmm. for the rest of the year to set us up for success when we're deep in our wedding season. Um, You know, I was going to go back to social media, but social media is another thing where potentially that's maybe later on in your year where you say, we're going to really focus on this in the month of October because we would have just wrapped all our weddings. We're going to have tons of new content. We want to be able to leverage that creatively. Maybe we're going to start doing um, some Instagram lives behind the scenes. Maybe we're going to do more stories, things like that. You know, looking at your whole year and saying, where are the channels that actually align with what is happening in my business at that time.
2: And by the way, this could be like, if you're like shooting $2,500 weddings and and you're just local and that's all you want to do, like make it work for that. This isn't just like I'm a big baller and I'm going to be going to Lake Como only. Like that's not, this is, it literally works for every business. It really does. And, you know,
1: a lot of what we do as well, working with clients, is if they're having a challenge getting to know other people in the industry, breaking through to working with other vendors that they'd love to, you know, our real role is, one, to make sure that they're trying to cultivate relationships with the right kinds of partners, because, Mm Your ideal client needs to align on, on both sides. You know, the types of clients that you're working with need to align, and your networks need to align. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, part of what we do is we help make sure that those networks are um, complementary to one another. And then we say, listen, maybe we reallocate some of your marketing budget to being able to go to New York for a week, setting up a few meetings, not only just to, quote unquote, pick your brain, which I Again, I I want people to come at this.
2: Nobody wants you to pick
1: their brain. I want our clients, I want anybody, even if you're not a client of mine, never ever ask for a meeting just to talk. Come at it with a specific goal If you do, by the way,
2: say, do you do consulting? I will pay you. That's a perfectly fair thing to say to someone. But don't just... Say, I got coffee. They don't need your coffee. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and
1: to that point, extend the value opportunity for them to say, listen, I'm going to be here. I'm a creative who would love to work with you. But more than that, I want to show you what we're capable of. So is there an opportunity for us to collaborate in a real-world setting, whether that's shooting for someone's rehearsal dinner, whether that's doing video for someone? So, again, just a, back
2: to that. You are... If you're the business owner, you're the creative or the planner or whatever, you're picking some complimentary person, whether they be a dream person or someone you think you can work with that will help, you know, and you're, you're not just picking some random person. You're picking someone who you're like, that's, what I wanna, that's where I want to be.
1: Just like you would do for media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, starting with maybe three or four industry people who you would love to work with. And maybe that maybe if you're a newcomer into the industry, maybe it's just second shooting for a photographer totally. that you absolutely love. I mean, that's I love how that. a lot of people come up into the industry. And so you need to just like you would with media, be intentional about those three or four people and and trust me, if you do networking well, three or four people a year will be plenty because you will be putting all your effort and you will be able to give them what they need and start to cultivate a relationship yeah. in the most positive way rather than spreading yourself. The most them.
2: important thing that anyone will say about you is they're a great guy, they're a great person, they're a great girl, they're really, like them knowing you as a person and knowing that you're reliable, dependable. Um, obviously, they, like I'm assuming that you do good work. That's a given. But like a lot of people do good work. Like, and anyone can look at anyone's Instagram, and guess what? Nobody is. Like, these people aren't searching Instagram going, are there any good photographers on here? They're not doing that. They're they're looking for someone who adds value to them, who is a good person that they like and they can trust. And that's ultimately what PR is, right?
0: Absolutely. I love... Picking your brain, Natalie. <laughs> uh, I feel like I always, I, I do, I always feel like i learned something awesome and I, I just like listening to you, hear you talk. Um, I, I imagine there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are kind of just all over the place. I think we have people that are listening that are like just starting out and they're like, how do I, do a PR, like what is, you know, it's overwhelming enough. It stands for and
2: public then, relations, by, by the way. By the way, yeah,
0: hey. Um, but then there are other people out there who are very well established and they're trying to work their way into that super luxury market, and and the thing I like hearing, and and I find that we're we're kind of there. We 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 do luxury weddings. We're we're trying to work we're into we're tweeners, you know, and we we want it all actually. We're greedy. I want it all. But I, want it all. I I think um, the thing I hear from you all the time is just what can you contribute to the wedding industry as a whole? Value. How do you add value? But not just to like a person, but like. To the, the wedding industry as a whole, so when you're talking to um, when you're talking to a person at a magazine an editor at a magazine it's like provide value when you're talking to another vendor you're providing value and so as you start gaining um, a little bit of confidence in your work um, you are thinking for yourself what is the best approach for my business what am I you know trying to create and bring to the world and I think you you work with a lot of um, people in the ultra-luxury world. Do you find that's the case with most of your clients? Is they're bringing something new? They're thinking about new ideas? I guess, do you find that those people are contributing the ideas and, and kind of pushing the boundaries for the industry?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of the, again, the honor that we have had to be able to work with such a diverse group of clients is remarkable I can't even tell you um, you both included as well. you know what we find is that people that have been in the industry for a number of years they don't spend their days thinking about weddings they don't They are in their community they are philanthropic they live out personal sort of um, passions and purposes they are cultured they travel they you know experience new things and they're bringing all of those influences into their work so rather than i think what people get tied up in is they're on instagram they're scrolling mindlessly and they feel they feel lost they feel like they are just one of a million whereas i think if you were to shift your perspective and say I know what we do, and I'm so confident in that because we have have the makings of something that nobody else has the makings of, and naturally that brings you the kinds of clients that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Those clients that are well traveled, that are professionally um, driven, that are that are personally guided by a higher sort of purpose. Um, and for a lot of us, those are the kinds of clients that allow us that creative flexibility to do what you do best mm-hmm. and to actually live out your craft. Yeah. Um, a lot of the industry leaders that we work with, it's the company you keep. Mm-hmm. So totally. the network that you build around you, and, and that's very intentional over a number of years. The relationships that they have with their go-to Yeah, you can't just
2: be like... I'm not gonna hang out with these bums anymore. I know who I need to be hanging out with and just show up and people are like, I can speak from, from experience. When a random person does that with us, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? And then you're like, what is going, like who is this person?
1: And, and the most successful of those relationships, the kinds that come into fruition in a really natural way is when two partners or a group of partners are able to share life experiences with one another Mm. on a deeper level. Mm. So whether that's if they do have a celebration somewhere where they're all traveling together, taking an extra half a day to learn and talk about the process that each of them are going through, how their season is developing, and learning from each other. Picking their brain, but in a <laughs> exactly, but in a um in a Organic really authentic yeah. way, mm-hmm. so that you both know each other on a deeper level outside of just uh, a signed check from your client's bank account. I mean, it's there needs to be more meaning, and mm-hmm. and that is, I think, I hope that answers your question. I really yeah. think that that is the future of of being able to work with a higher echelon client, wanting to work with a higher echelon partner, is to really reshape your mindset about how you're coming at those relationships. It's
2: interesting, when you wanna level up in any kind of part of your life, oftentimes <clears throat> it's frustrating to people because they, they go, I'm so much better a shooter than I am now or my, my, the weddings that I'm planning, I'm, they're so much better. Why am I not developing and growing the way I think I ought to be? And usually it comes down to something about them. And so I I, it, I don't say that to make you feel bad about yourself, but I say that to say, like, you know what? You're, we're in control of ourselves. I can't control whether or not, really, if people like my work. I don't. I can't control all the marketing. But I can control myself, and I can take a look at myself and say... Am I attracting the people I want to be around? What can I change about how, like, and I don't want that to be a discouraging thing to you if you're listening. I want it to be empowering for you to look and go, like, the key to a lot of your success is within you. You can become the type of person that other people rely on and trust in, that people that you are putting out these positive vibes, that you're making people feel served. Like, you can, everyone can do that. And no matter where you are and what your goals are, you'll level up yeah. by I, being that type of person. I think
0: when I have conversations with people, everyone, the main thing that holds people back from le- leveling up is they're always busy. So it's, 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 it's more they're, cha- they're just trying to keep up with everything yeah, they're thirsty. as opposed to pushing things forward and being like, this is what I want to do. You know, I need to clear up time to be able to create... This and again, and, push the winning industry forward. So, like, I guess w- where is that time? How do you think you? I mean, I, I can say for ourselves, like, we have awesome people on our team. Like, that's one thing that we've well, really done to allow us we to
2: prioritize level up. it financially. I mean, that, I don't know <laughs> yeah. that everyone can do that, but we've always done that. We've since the beginning of our business, we've always spent on what we thought was important. Yeah. So, like, you know, I can tell you what your values are based on how you spend your money. And like if you if, if you are making a hundred and twenty five grand a year in gross revenue and none of that goes to marketing help and none of that goes to anything, it's like it's not important to you and, and I think maybe you need to make that change, but yeah. for us, like team building is really critically important yeah. I don't know if that's for I, I personally think if you're running a business, you should have a you should try to at least build a third party team of helpers I just yeah. that's my belief and, e- and
0: even if it's just. I'm going to find a copywriter so I don't have to do the writing of my website and and I just need to approve things. Or I'm going to find a lawyer. Like We talked a little bit about that on a previous podcast. But finding team members that maybe don't do the actual art but just the things that you're not good at that allow you to have more time to be able because that's, that's, when I look at our company, that, I think that's the way that we've been able to oh, create more time for And that's for what we're always trying to like, do
2: is like, oh, I want to do more of what Natalie's saying. Yeah. I need more time. I need yeah. to stop doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I can't totally stop. Someone needs to do it. I got to yeah. find someone. It's like your priority has to become marketing. and P, like, It has to become important to you. And I think that is universal in terms of it's not a luxury, right? Yeah. PR is not a luxury. It's for everyone. And all of us need to find time to do it.
1: In, in some way, shape, or form, and that's, I mean, the biggest takeaway from today's conversation I hope people get is if you can sit down with yourself and your team and visualize that marketing plan, whether it's, like I said, once a year, maybe biannually, and really check in with yourself and say, what are my priorities? Where am I really challenged or struggle- struggling at some point? areas and where are there opportunities for me to grow?
2: And where are there incoherencies in my story?
1: Exactly. And then saying, okay, if I want to focus on a little bit of media relations for myself, I want to focus on um, strategic networking with other vendors or partners. And I also want to build sort of maybe a content hub, um, which I'd love to talk about just a tiny bit. Go for it. Yep. Those three areas and then checking in with yourself halfway through the year and saying, do I need to reallocate some of my marketing budget so that I can bring on somebody to help me with my content hub? Or is there someone internally where we could re-shift their focus, pivot their energy and help them achieve what we need in that role sure. as well. So, yeah. um,
2: so why don't we tell people yeah. What? how to do our content in a way that doesn't make us suicidal.
1: <laughs> so we talked about media relations. Um, social media content. By the way, sorry to interrupt. Content.
2: Isn't it so funny that as content creators we don't know how to release content? <laughs> it's not funny. It's,
1: it's, it's not it's funny. It's tragic. It's sad. It's yeah. so sad because... I think we live in a world where we are moving. I, t- I tell myself all the time, I say, why are we moving so fast? Mm. And it's because everybody is moving at lightning speed and we feel like we have to keep up with it. And I think that the people that succeed from a PR and marketing standpoint set their own cadence. Yes. And they are, they are relentless in keeping that cadence and they're, they're, they're fueling that content energy and that yes. content hub with things that it's actually matter. It's all about
2: that, to that rhythm, and a content hub yep. will help you keep a rhythm.
1: So social media is a is a very fickle beast. Yes. I would say to you that if you are thinking about content just in the realm of Instagram, I want to encourage you to think about content yourself. Um, Instagram is is rentable real estate. You are renting a spot on Instagram, and the landlord can change the price of your rent at any time, and they will, and they have. And they can put another
2: building in front of your window.
1: Yes, so I would say that I think it's very optimal for Wedding and, and industry creatives to take advantage of Instagram, you know, in its, in its fullest form when it's there, but please don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. So I could talk about Instagram all day, but what I want to focus on What's is
2: Instagram? potential.
1: I want to focus on where are we in three to five to 10 years because that's what you're really going to get value on. Yeah. So LinkedIn is one of the most undervalued channels that you can be a part of. Um, LinkedIn? Organic content is- Jared
2: hates LinkedIn.
1: Is cost zero dollars oh. no, on LinkedIn. I
2: don't think Jared's ever had a conversation on uh, No, 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 no. And a
1: lot of people don't use it, no, especially the, 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 in the yeah. wedding industry.
2: The, no, I, I,
0: you said it a while ago, and I was like, LinkedIn, what in the world? Like, I didn't even think about it. So and think the Pinterest about, seems to be like the new thing that everyone's like, oh, you gotta pin it. You gotta get it on Pinterest. And Pinterest
1: but, is fantastic. I mean, we live and breathe in such a visual environment. I would say that LinkedIn start thinking about the legacy journey of your clients. Mm-hmm. They come to you for a wedding. Yep. Okay? They're also maybe connected to the person that plans their corporate event every year, their holiday retreat, you know, their their annual company offsite. Um they are also on the board at the Museum of Fine Arts Garden Society who has an event all these areas, you know, it's the legacy around your client that you're building, and they are connected with other professionals. My professional client was Natalie DeNice.
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> so for you, for those of you who don't know, Jared and Jason shot my husband and I's wedding five years ago, and ever since then... I have just been head over heels for everything that they do. And so I've tried to support them as as much
2: as possible. But that happens all the time. It's a legacy. It is a
1: legacy. And and a lot of the clients that we work with, they think of their clients as legacy connections. They're an investment. They are an investment for them. And even if they don't meet them at all of those different milestones in their life, they are a part of that process mm-hmm. because it's the first person that you're thinking of you had such a beautiful experience with your photographer or you're even your floral designer and you know that you know your corporate party is going to be at a, an incredible outdoor venue in San Diego that doesn't have a garden and doesn't have any and it's pearls. not like they know 20 they photographers might, exactly and they and they say I have a great person for you yeah. so creating that legacy environment and that experience is really important um, I would also say that other social media channels that I would really love for people to start embracing is more video voice and audio um, a fifth of all Google searches are actually audio searches so it's Alexa, find me the best floral designer in Boston. And that is going to be how it's, how it's going to yeah. happen in our future. Um, think about it, yeah. you know? And, and so what I want to encourage people to do is think about other platforms where you can achieve brand awareness and have some industry authority outside of just Instagram. Um, Think about other social media kind of platforms that allow you to have that sort of influence.
2: Yeah, get Um, woke.
1: Yeah, get woke. And then on content side, you know, content, whether it's on your website, on your blog, um, through email marketing, those are channels that you own a hundred percent. So why not utilize them? Um, And again, like I was saying at the beginning of our conversation, you don't have to be churning out six blog posts a month to be meaningful. If you do one a month, that's informative and and gives a perspective that's something if fresh. If I may
2: interject. Yeah. You're probably a lot of people like you shoot a wedding, you edit photos one day, just write a blog. Don't be lazy. And don't
1: and like, don't think of it as a regurgitation of yes. what happened in the wedding. You know, why don't you start the best content marketers out there, and I say this from not only my time at agency, but also I was at Constant Contact, which is the email newsletter service provider, and I led all their social media strategy. I will say this. The best content marketers out there document their process rather than creating new content. So, Interesting, yeah. In that vein, whether it's the flight home from that, that wedding in Florida Why don't you create a blog post around the process of visiting that venue and spotting those, you know, really golden hour places, working with the couple beforehand leading up to it, you know, documenting the process rather than a regurgitation of the visuals. And I think it creates a dynamic story. Think about your
2: story from a different angle. Exactly. Different vantage point.
1: Absolutely. Um, So.
2: Where do we put all our content?
1: So I mean content. Yeah. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. No. Uh, you, and you have a course coming out soon, correct? Yes.
1: So this me, is a nice... because
0: we filmed it. I mean, and it's
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we've already I, watched it, I, and uh, you want to buy this? Yes.
0: Yes. Because that's very. Sweet. I feel like the whole time we were filming it, I was like, Oh man! I was like, as we were filming, I was like, I need to get on Instagram and do this right now. I need to get, yeah, I need, we we're terrible. Put it over here. Very good. And and the thing I love about this course is. And, and and I guess one of the, I was gonna ask a question. You know, there's there's two different camps. There's a bunch of different camps, but Hold really on. two main camps. What is the course?
2: Hold that thought. Okay,
0: go.
1: Okay, so, you know, I am am I am no stranger to understanding that there are ebbs and flows in a business, and everybody is at a different place in their marketing. Like we were yes. talking about yes. this whole day. So, whether your marketing budget is. 50,000 for the year, whether it's 5,000 for the year, you should still feel like you have the resources to be successful. So um, we don't have the opportunity to say yes to everybody that comes to us for one reason or another. Um, And going back to my mission five years ago, was I want to serve this community. Mm -hmm. So we are launching a course um, this fall, likely in September. It's called the Essential PR and Marketing Field Guide. And it is an expert guided course from me designed to accelerate PR and marketing strategies for um, creative brands in this industry who want to gain real momentum and learn how to be more effective marketers on their and, own.
2: And if you, we watched it, and if you, there's anything you like, you kind of get the vibe. But if you know Natalie, you know it's true too. She's, not, she's one of the least fake people. And a lot of this is about like, um, giving people courage to do things, I think, Absolutely. is like, and I think that's ultimately what a lot of your marketing rises and falls on is do you have the courage to try and put yourself out there? And if you're, like, looking to have yourself built up a little bit and you're like, I can do this, i like get a little pep talk, I think it's really excellent for that.
1: Thank you so much. Well, to that point, I do feel like marketing is not a luxury. It is something that everybody should be doing and everybody needs it, and everybody deserves it. Every single creative brand in this industry deserves a smart marketing strategy, whether it's something that's being executed by a firm like ours, or whether it's something that one of your associates is kind of taking on. So this course was designed for not only the owner of the company, but maybe you have somebody on your team who is going to really be taking this underneath their wing. It's almost like giving them a a college course, you know, at a master's degree level with proven strategies. So basically, it combines video modules. Thank you, stop, go, love. um, Hands-on worksheets and personalized support from myself and my team long after you finish the course. Because I want to make sure that all the actionable recommendations are actually something that you Put into place and implement, um, and it's going smoothly for you. So I am a firm believer in that. None of this is actually going to matter unless you take action on it. Sure. So yeah. um, it's it's really it's really designed for brands who want to achieve market clarity, freedom to hone your craft, and then just have again have that flexibility to actually. Work with your clients and reallocate some of your energy into trying to figure out marketing. Then just do it and know that you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, it will lead to greater profitability and stronger sort of public persona that actually lives with your brand far after this season is done.
2: Yeah, and you'll when you get your marketing right, you I from experience I'll say like we've have ours pretty fine tuned we're generating 600 leads a year out of our forms and, and. Bonkers. Yeah. And so <laughs> when you get it right, you know what we don't do? We don't sit around and go, oh my God, am I going to survive this year? And like, so then we focus on the work and we focus on the clients yeah. and we focus on being the people we want to be. And so if you're wondering, how do I, how do I get myself a margin to start growing as a person and growing as a business? Marketing is one of the best investments you could ever give yourself because it lets you focus on what you actually care about. Exactly. And it's weird. In order, you take focus off what you care about to focus on what you care about. Isn't that weird?
0: Natalie, where would you say the line is for a person looking to get into or looking to you know, watch your course, learn that way, apply the principles that you, you teach there, versus you actually representing them? Is it just how much money? Can you afford? No. Or what? What would? What would be? Because there's people at yeah, home. Yeah. Who that should are like, reach out to you? They're like, they're like,
2: who should know like when they're ready to yeah, work with you? Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I would say um, the people that are really well suited for a full PR partner is someone that is not at a place where they have the bandwidth to put in the sweat equity. If you are a client, a, a, a creative brand. Who is really energetically excited about the fact that you'll become a smarter, more strategic marketer? This course is for you. If you want to offload it entirely and have almost someone like an in house, like I was saying, CMO, it's probably better to bring in the big guns and hire a PR firm. And that's totally hands off. You know, what we do with clients is we execute on a strategy that we've built, again, together to achieve their objectives, whether it's a year, whether it's two years, but that is a long-term partnership, Mm -hmm. whereas this course is better suited for someone who can allocate some time to actually executing these strategies, and by the way, the content is yours for life, it's evergreen. So if you don't have time to jump on every single module or every single practice right now, but you have time in three months, you come back to it. Yep. And you yeah. put in the work and the effort to being able to do that. The course was And it's designed, not just a
2: bunch of, uh, like, here's, here's how they, the top five ways to yeah, get no, seen it's on not, Instagram, you know, it's, it's, it's like ge- fundamentals. It's not
1: generic, and, and 2 I'm really glad that you said that. A course that was is developed with this depth of PR and marketing experience for wedding, hospitality, and event brands does not exist there are a lot of marketing courses out there and i encourage every single person who may be even thinking that the essential pr and marketing field guide is for them look out there and i want you to see it's literally
2: for everybody it's it's
1: It's, it's, it is really really designed for the people in this industry and if you've already
2: done a course that is like a social media expertise course Mm -hmm. it's more of a sidecar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice nice complement to that, but it gets deep into what you experience because, like I said, I worked for a high-end wedding planning firm. I know what your life is like. You are managing client service. You are doing design. You are mm -hmm. doing hiring. You are doing operations. You are doing marketing. You are doing all of these things, and I hope that what we are able to do is bring that experience to the forefront so that it's... A realistic marketing approach that you can actually say, I can do this. And that's what we want.
2: We cannot wait to push it. Maybe we'll even do like a promo code or something.
1: Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. why don't we? We we can't wait to push it and it's
2: it's in our personal values. Like I said, I'm 50-50 weddings and marketing, and it's one of my passions is telling brand stories and getting really Making the world better by helping better things be out there.
1: And I, I love that about you both. And, you know, the last thing I will say about the course is um, the value add of it is a private Facebook group, which is where ah, I yes. and my face and my, um, I and my face, Her I and, face and my will team <laughs> will be in there answering questions, sort of handholding you in a way that really feels like, if you were to bring us on as a PR partner. So, again, we want to be able to give you as much value as You get a personal cell phone,
2: she texts her at (laughs) 2 in the morning. But, you know,
1: the other aspect of it is that enables us to bring in other industry pros like our branding experts, Mm -hmm. like our graphic design experts, like our editorial friends who can maybe come on and do a little video session and say, you know, these are the areas where I think – you know we can provide value, so we are looking at this course as a living, breathing platform. Um, so if any of you have any questions, you can find In Good Company PR at In Good Company PR on Instagram um, and DM me. I would be so thrilled to personally sort of follow up with more details, answer any questions, and kind of get you. Primed and ready for its release in the fall, but also email me. I answer every single one of our emails personally. Um, my email is natalie at in good company pr. And we'll be meantime, putting that by
2: the way. All those will be in the in the descriptions if you're um, on YouTube. Perfect. And you can just go and click on it and get a hold of her.
1: Yeah, and, and lastly, we do have a marketing memo. Um, it's once a month. It's a digestible sort of reset on some marketing tips and tricks as well as just sort of general musings from around the PR world um, and industry world that we're kind of picking up on and we want to share so you can subscribe yeah. that way as well. And, um, and keep in touch. Thank you both so much. This yeah, has been Natalie, so fun. This is
0: awesome. This is awesome. I, man, again, I just feel every time we sit down and talk, I'm like, want to be a sponge drinking from a fire hydrant yeah i'm like too much i'm gonna go back and listen to the whole podcast again and just like write notes down (laughs) but yeah yeah, no it's great and i think again it does apply to everybody out there this kind of stuff thinking of your 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 business as a brand and and you know being your own pr agent um is 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 critical yeah it's huge
2: it's huge and you have the opportunity you can do it believe that you can do it have the courage to try and that's the first step right so
1: thank you guys Guys,
0: thank you so much for watching the Wedding Pros Podcast if you are on YouTube give us a subscribe and a like and a comment goes a long way for us um and then if you're listening to the podcast make sure you give us a five-star review find us on instagram it's underscore wedding underscore pros yeah i looked it up <laughs> uh and then on facebook we do have a facebook group as well if you want to ask questions and be a part of the community it's there as well so guys thank you for watching the wedding pros podcast and we'll see you next time All
2: right. bye guys